Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Part 3 of the seminar on the preface of the Nectar of Instruction by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada We're still on the first sentence Gopi Pranadana Prabhu who I hope you've all heard of, one of the great lesser-known devotees in our movement. He once gave a, a, a seminar or a series of lectures, an underview of the Srimad Bhagavata. We've all heard of overviews. He gave an underview. Overview means that you briefly try to cover the topics, summarize them. So he gave what he called an underview. There's no such word in English. Many of you, most of you don't have English as your first language. So you might think that underview is a real English word. It isn't. It's a, it's a word he invented. But his aim in doing so was to, instead of rushing through and trying to trying to cram everything in which is typical of the modern educational system where you have to learn things and then regurgitate it for those of you who don't know what the word regurgitate means it means to vomit it so if you can do that you pass the exam but he gave the underview, which means to analyze in some detail, although it's not possible to give full detail even in millions of lifetimes, of prati shloke, prati okare, nana artha koi. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that Srimad Bhagavatam, every verse and every syllable has various meanings. So to analyze in some detail. So, similarly, my, this overview of this preface has turned out into being an underview. Because that's why I chose to speak on this. You, you might have been surprised why, why to choose the preface of the nectar of instruction as the, as the topic of a seminar, especially when it's only like two pages long. But it's there's so it's so packed with instruction, upadesh, upadesh amrita. It's packed with the nectar of instruction. And if we read this very carefully, carefully and prayerfully, then that will help us to get benefit from studying the nectar of instruction. This Upadesh Amrita is written by Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur described that actually it was originally spoken by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that once on the shore of the sea in Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recited these verses and Rupa Goswami later repeated them. That's Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati vision. Similarly, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book, Harinam Chintamani, that is Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's revelation of or his revealing how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke to Haridash Thakur and Haridash Thakur gave instruction apparently gave instruction to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about the holy names of Krishna Nam Tattva so much of 
the important works of the Gorya Vaishnav Sampradaya, they rely on, they are revelation. So some people who can, revelation means that great devotees, uh, they, they reveal what is, to, to the world what has been revealed in their hearts. Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Swapadanti Kam. Rupa Goswami revealed to the world what had been revealed within his heart about what was in Chait- what is in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart. So some strict Vedic scholars won't accept this, but then the Vedic knowledge is also revelation. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adi that was revealed by Krishna to Brahma. It's just that some is revealed at the beginning of creation and some is revealed in uh, interim points of time. The rishis, rishi means they they are mantra drashta, they, they see mantras or they, 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 the, the Vedic knowledge which is eternally existing, they're able to, just like... We can give the example of downloading something from the internet. It's out there in cyberspace. And if you know how, you can log in and download it. So the, the rishis, they, they download Vedic revelation and they, they broadcast that, not to everyone, to, to suitably qualified people. So, this... Uh, the revelation of Rupa Goswami and subsequent acharyas that compromises the uh, the important subjects or, or the understanding of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't personally say, "I am Radha and Krishna combined," but that was understood. By Rupa Goswami, the whole the whole theology of Gorya Vaishnavism, just like the whole theology of most of Christianity. What what's considered? What what does one have to be to be a Christian? One has to believe that Jesus is God, come in human form, and He died on the cross to to relieve humanity of suffering, which they incurred due to some woman eating an apple a long time ago. Well, that's not a core part of the theology, but Jesus dying, and so that's, a, that's the core of their theology. It's foolishness, but it's the core of their theology. God died. God suffered and died. It's actually rascal to think that God suffers and dies. So the core of Gorya theology, for want of a better term, theology is an English word, is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. Come to taste the ne- He is Krishna, Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam, Nomi Krishna Swarupa. Come as, he's come as, he is Krishna, but come with the feelings and bodily luster of Srimati Radharani. And he comes to personally taste that and to distribute that to others. To, to, to distribute the, not that others will become Radha Bhava Dioti Suvalitam. They don't become on the same level of Radha, but they have the opportunity to enter into the service of Radha and Krishna and the gopis. And specific, that is again through Rupa Goswami. Kobe Lokanath More Shonge Loya Jabe, Shi Rupa Pada Padme More Shamarpibe, Lokanath Narotam Dashtako is praying to his guru. That when will he offer, when will Lokanath Goswami offer me in the service of Rupa Goswami? Rupa, it says Rupa. Rupa Goswami means Rupa Manjari. So these are 
highly esoteric subjects which constitute the essence of what does it mean to be a Gauriya Vaishnava as distinguished from a worshipper of Lakshmi Narayana or a worshipper of... Well, there are Gauriya Vaishnavas also who are worshippers of of Sita Ram. We find that. Murari Gupta. Anupam Valla. But as Prabhupada notes that mostly the mostly the followers of Lord Chaitanya, they aspire for Vraja Bhakti Ras, service to Radha and Krishna. So the Krishna Consciousness is conducted under the supervision of Srila Rupa Goswami. That's the first sentence. So then there's another angle on what this means. Because the Gauriya Vaishnavas, the ultimate aim of the Gauriya Vaishnavas is what is the aim of a devotee? To serve Radha and Krishna. So how can one serve the best or the most if one can serve them in their Vraja Lila? And that is uh, specifically that comes under the direction. Those who are in... These are all very intimate topics, but at least we should have some theoretical understanding that in the group of Lalita, the primary gopi, then that is conducted by Rupa Goswami. So Rupa Manjur, who is Rupa Goswami. I think you've all heard things about, you've all heard about these things. So this first sentence, it may seem to be very straightforward. The Krishna conscious movement is conducted under the supervision of Srila Rupa Goswami. But if we get our get into our submarine and have an underview, then we'll find that it's, there's so much depth of meaning. It's so potent with meaning. Now, this it requires to be. I mean, there's there's more. There's there's always more to discuss. Yesterday, I made the point that. I was discussing what is Krishna consciousness and we need to discuss this more that after all we've come to we've come to this Krishna consciousness movement what for for Krishna consciousness and I was discussing how or stating how we can come for other things also or we can get other things also we can get Money, power, position, fame, all these other things. But we always have to remember that we've come here for Krishna consciousness. And the result, what should be the result of our endeavors, Srila Prabhupada sometimes used to quote that, Shadankara bhajankara martijanteha, that all our endeavors in sadhana and bhajan we will see at the time of death. Once one of our devotees was asked, how can we know who is sincere? He answered, we'll see. At the end, we'll see. <laughs> Krishna, Krishna sees all the time. Madhvacharya, Srila Madhvacharya, he noted that the, or he explained that the, what is the advancement of a devotee? Well, the, the, that is to be understood. There may be so many symptoms, but if you see his steadiness in devotional service, that one remains going on. Of course, one should one should apply Rupa Goswami's litmus test. Litmus test. Test. We can just say test. It's a term from chemistry. Litmus. You all know what litmus paper is. It's probably in Russian also. They say litmus test. Litmus paper. If you put it in an acid, it goes red, and if you put it in an alkali, it goes blue. Something like that. So it's it's a definitive test. 
Anyabhilashita Shunyam Gyana Kamadhyanabritam Anukulyena Krishnanu Shilanam Bhakti Rutama. One may be very steady in mixed bhakti. One may be very steady in his post because he's getting paid a good salary for doing it. But that is not symptomatic of bhakti. But if one goes on year after year, Tandera Charana Shevi Bhaktishanivas, not just year after year, but Janame Janame Hoy Eobilash. Prepared to go on life after life, remaining in the company of devotees, serving the Goswamis. Tadera Charana Sevi. Whose lotus feet is that? Serving the lotus feet of the Goswamis. Then even life after life one is prepared to serve. So we've come here for, this is the point, we've come here for Krishna consciousness. So as Rupa Goswami was quoting a saint, Yadi katopi labhyate, if anywhere, somehow or other, Krishna consciousness is available, get it. Somehow or other you can get it. Beg, steal or borrow. Vinankritva gritang this is said by Charvak, the great atheist. If you can get ghee, then somehow or other, take it on a loan, borrow it. Prabhupada says this is unauthorized activity, borrowing. Beg, borrow or steal. They're all synonymous. Beg, borrow or steal means someone else has it and you get it. <laughs> so somehow or other get ghee. So beg, borrow, or steal. One, that attitude has to be there. Of course, you can't really steal Krishna Bhakti. It's not a commodity. It's not a. It's not a like my cartels, which were stolen this morning after I gave class. <laughs> they were sitting on the table, and now they're sitting on someone else's table. So they're gone. But if we get Krishna Bhakti, it's not. It's not a stealable item. It's a beggable item. It's, you can't borrow it. I'm, I'm going to be a bhakta for some time and then I'll, then I'll go back. But we, actually it's only beggable. But who gives, they get more. So it's worth distributing. But we have to get it ourselves first. It's a parampara of beggars. So Krishna conscious, we always have to remember that we've come here for this. It's so easy to get sidetracked into other things. That is the duty of Maya, who has her... Maya works in two phases. Avaranatmika vritti means the phase of Maya which covers everyone. Everyone's in Maya, covered by Maya. And if you try to come out, there's a very sophisticated word, prakshenatmika vritti, which means kick you back in easy English. Throw you back into, into, where, into where you came from. So that, that's, she goes into another. You're trying to get out? Okay. She tests you. So there are so many things. There will be so many difficulties and so many distractions and so many important things that we have to do apart from chanting Hare Krishna. So many important things that we have to do apart from pure, becoming purified so many important things that we have to do apart from absorbing our consciousness in hearing and chanting about Krishna. But we should know that however important anything may seem, at the time of death we may get the realization how unimportant everything else was and how I should have passed my life developing Krishna consciousness. So everything, we have to remember, everything, we're all here to develop Krishna consciousness, to actually, that anukulyena krishnanushilanam, that we actually develop attachment for serving Krishna, for hearing about Krishna, for chanting the names of Krishna. The, the, the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, they personally exhibited that. They were not sadhaks. They were they're eternally perfect devotees. We're, we're singing this before the seminar each day. 
How are the six going? Gopi Bhava Rasamritam Dilahari Kalola Magno Mahur. They're always diving and surfacing in the waves of of the the nectarian rasa of Gopi Bhav. They're not people imitate them. We are not to imitate them. But we are to follow in their footsteps. Anukaran, Anusaran, two words. One is imitating and one is following. So the Krishna consciousness movement is conducted under the supervision of Srila Rupa Goswami is meant for following, not for imitating Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada. That, uh, that following, if we follow, then we can get the result from Shraddha to Prem. Ado Shraddha, Rupa Goswami. Again, famous verses. How valuable things, what value, invaluable teachings Rupa Goswami has given this this progressive path. Ado Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha Tato Anata Nivritti Syat Tato Nishtas Ruchis Tata This progressive path from initial faith to Prena Udanjati Sadha Pradurbhave Bhavet Krama Sadha Kanamayang Prena Pradurbhave Bhavet Kramaha the gradual progress, step by step, krama, step by step, how one can progress from initial faith to prem, love of Krishna. This is given by Rupa Goswami and the Krishna consciousness movement is conducted under the supervision of Srila Rupa Goswami. Now, Krishna consciousness movement. Prabhupada, he would all, sometimes he would say the Krishna consciousness society, but generally he'd use the word movement. There's other, there are other words in English you can use. Society, Krishna consciousness organization. But Prabhupada chose to use the word movement, which it doesn't literally mean moving, but it gives the suggestion of that. It's a little difficult for you to translate into Russian. In uh, Prabhupada also in Bengali and Hindi, he translated that, just like on a Bhagavad Darshan magazine in Bengali, which is the equivalent of Back to Godhead in English. <coughs> That was first published when Srila Prabhupada was personally present among us. We were distributing them back in those days. So on there, just like in English, it's written the magazine of the Hare Krishna movement. So that was written in Bengali and still is. That Hare Krishna Andolana Mashik Patrika, the monthly magazine of the Hare Krishna Andolan. So there's so many words which could be used. Hare Krishna Sangsta, Samiti or something. Other words could be used. But Prabhupada chose or approved of the word Andalan, which gives the, it gives the sense of a, of a political movement, isn't it? Who will say? So I'm told. You're Hindi? Speaking? No. Anyway. And sometimes people used to ask, why do you use the word Andalan? Because that's what the communists use. It gives the idea of a of an uprising or something like this, a movement. The idea, movement it, it suggests some life. It's not a it's not a collection of dusty old people sitting around and watching their toenails grow, but people with some life. Movement means moving. It should be some movement, not static, ecstatic. You're not going to get the pun in Russian again. <laughs> Translator's dilemma. So, there should be activity, life, just like Prabhupada, I was quoting that yesterday. If, if, if devotees don't regularly hear, then these temples, which were built with such great difficulty, 
the money is not is not just the money is not raining from the sky. You see the picture of Goddess Lakshmi. This uh, Dhana Lakshmi. And just money is coming out of her hands. People are, ah, oh, this is the God we like. But, but it doesn't doesn't work like that. The, the, the devotees were working very hard to get this movement started, which this may sound like an old man's gripe. Gripe means complaint. Something like that. So, but you young folk, you don't know what trouble we went to to set up this movement. Actually, it was Prabhupada's mercy, but it was with great difficulty that this movement was begun. So these buildings were built by activity and they're meant for further activity. There should be movement. The, the buildings are not meant for simply for sitting in, but there should always be activity. Srila Prabhupada said, a temple means activity. People don't come just to see buildings. Of course they do. If the building's nice enough, people will come to see it. But actually there are many, I've seen many beautiful temples in India where hardly anyone goes because there's no life, there's no transcendental activity. In Italy, there are, anyone here from Italy? No, alright. Who's been to Italy? Croatians have all been there. There are so many beautiful churches, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, wherever you go, there's... There's there architectural wonders practically in every village with beautiful paintings and frescoes. And, but people go to see the building, but they're not interested. In, they take photos. And, and many buildings they don't go. Well, there's so many of them. So building buildings to attract people to come, that's all right. But unless there's some transcendental activity, some life, then the building will be simply an, at best it will be an architectural point of interest. But it won't just like people go to see, the, the tourists go to take photos of the churches. But no one even thinks to try to tell them anything about Jesus. Which is the purpose they were built for, for glorification of God. So our movement in India at least, has become well known for building temples, among other things. But we should also always know that building a temple in itself is not the purpose of the movement. The temple is built so that there may be movement. The, per the temple is built so that Krishna can be glorified from within and from going out also. Srila Prabhupada wrote in one letter that our temples are not meant to be places for eating and sleeping, but bases from which devotees go out to distribute books. Here in Mayapur, he told, fill all the buildings up with books. So there's no space. So if anyone wants to sleep at night, they have to, they have to go out in the day and distribute books so that when they come back, they'll have some space to sleep in. Harikesh, ex-Maharaj, told that. And he said, the way Prabhupada said it, he wasn't joking. When we hear that, we laugh. But he said, Prabhupada said it, and the way he said it was quite serious. Prabhupada, he was always pushing. He said, this is a pushing movement. He said, my Guru Maharaj is pushing me. I'm pushing you and you should push others. So this festival, it's, the theme of it is supposed to be something like love, peace, compassion and all that kind of thing. But uh, loving exchanges between devotees. But Who will push us? Who will be kind enough to push us? Loving doesn't mean smiling and stabbing in the back. That's what love in the material world means. You smile, you're very nice, very polite. 
and as long as your self-interest is served. And when it's not, then you stab in the back. Or if you can get away with it, you stab in the front. So movement, this word, Prabhupada chose the word movement, conducted under the supervision of Srila Rupa Goswami. So there's a lot more to be said about this, but I'll go on to the second sentence. In the second sentence, Srila Prabhupada writes, The Gorya Vaishnavas or Bengali Vaishnavas are mostly followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of whom the six Goswamis of Vrindavan are direct disciples. Why does Prabhupada say that the Gorya Vaishnavas are mostly followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Why not all of them? Any suggestions? Anyone can think why? Anyone? Most of them don't know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Well, to be a Gauriya Vaishnava, you have to know that, isn't it? Hmm? Sorry? Some, yeah, that's, that's what I surmised that Prabhupada meant by this. By the way, this preface, this is Prabhupada's own independent contribution. In other words, much of what Prabhupada writes, many of his purports, they are either verbatim translations from previous acharyas, or they are, he, t- he may take some from one acharya, part of one purport from one acharya, part from another, and add his own realization and commentary to that. But uh, the other commentators, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Bhaktisthan Sasrach Thakur, they gave their commentaries on Sri Upadesh Amrita, but this preface is Prabhupada's revelation, or his own personal. When I say independent contribution, that means he's under the supervision of Rupa Goswami, but independent in the sense that it's not based upon the... Um, it's not directly based or specifically based upon the commentaries of any previous acharya. Of course he has the right to do so because he is himself an acharya on the level of Rupa Goswami. He's come to fulfill the mission of Rupa Goswami. We can understand Rupa Goswami through Srila Prabhupada. We can understand all the acharyas through Srila Prabhupada. So he's given this introduction or this introductory preface to to help us to understand or to set our consciousness for um, for understanding the nectar of instruction. I mention that at this point because I, when I was reading this uh, prior to as preparation for this seminar, I was looking at the I have the commentaries of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sosra Thakur but this preface is not there this is Prabhupada's extra contribution so yeah that's that's the point I came up with that, that among the Gauriya Vaishnavas some are known as direct followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and others are followers of Nityananda Prabhu Others are follower of a, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's written the the Chaitanya tree, of which some branches directly come from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then there are two main upashakas or sub branches, which are Advaita and Nityananda, and there's also Gadadhar. These are these are branches. They're also followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but conventionally they're there because they were following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under Nityananda Prabhu they're known as the Nityananda Shaka and there's also, there's also uh, an important point of this is that the followers those who are direct disciples here it's written, Prabhupada has written the six Goswamis of Vrindavan are direct disciples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so they are 
serving or serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, in the following in the gopi prem or the the either they're directly gopis as the six goswamis are or they are aspiring to do so but the followers of nityananda prabhu the principal one they're 12 they're the dwadash gopal they're the, they're 12 cowherd boys of krishna in vrindavan who uh, in chaitanya mahaprabhu's pastimes they become followers of they're eternally followers of Nityananda Balaram. So the Gorya Vaishnavas are mostly followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. From this we can surmise that Srila Prabhupada is uh, also because he says the six Goswamis of Vrindavan are direct disciples. So he's Again, he's, although it may seem like very straightforward statements that Prabhupada's making, and in one sense they are, but if we go a little deeper, we can see that he's from the very beginning indicating that this Krishna consciousness movement is meant for Unatajvala Rasa. This Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to, we say, to teach or, or to, to give Krishna Prema Pradayata. His, contribu- his contribution is Krishna Prema. And that's especially Vraja Prema, the, the love of Krishna that is known in Vrindavan. And from the perspective of the devotees of Vrindavan, that any worship of Krishna outside Vrindavan, they don't really consider it love at all. That's that's an amazing statement, isn't it? There's in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami speaks of Krishna Bhakti in which the consciousness of Krishna as this as the Supreme Lord of his magnificence, of his grandeur, of his opulence, of his glory, of his power. The love of Krishna with consciousness of that is called vitta bhakti, or Prabhupada translates as crippled devotion. Raghunath Das Goswami also speaks of the danger of being thrown down to Vaikuntha. So what does this mean? Does this mean that you know, Vaikuntha it's all completely useless? We shouldn't think like that. But we should just consider how exalted is the path of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How, uh, how superlatively wonderful is what he has come to give if even that which is the the highest attainment imaginable, that of serving the Supreme Lord, Vaikuntanath. That beyond that is the unimaginable, how the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Ahameha Nanda, what is it? Ahameha Nandam Vande, Yasyalinde Param Brahma. This, this supreme personality of Godhead to be searched after over Bahunam Dhanmanamante, Gyanavan, Mang Prapadyate, Vasudeva, Sarvamiti, Samahatma, Sudurlabaha. After many, many births, searching after the supreme truth, one finally comes to understand Vasudeva. Vaikuntanath is the supreme and worship him and then to go beyond that to find that that supreme absolute truth who is young Brahma Varanendra Rudra Marutastun Vanti Divyayistavai all the great personalities of the universe are offering him reverent prayers and he's 
holding on to the tail of a little baby, holding on to the tail of a calf, and being pulled around in the dust of Nanda Maharaj's courtyard. Therefore, Raghupati Upadhyay states that, I worship Nanda Maharaj. How great is Nanda Maharaj? So this, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give, this is embedded in these opening statements of Srila Prabhupada in his preface here. Therefore, the next sentence, Therefore Srila Narottam Das Thakur has sung, Rupa Raghunatha Pade Hoibe Akuti, Kobe Hama Bhujiboshe Jugal Piriti. When I am eager to understand the literature given by the Goswamis, then I shall be able to understand the transcendental loving affairs of Radha and Krishna. So the, the first statements are, they could be, the first two sentences could be taken as general statements about the Krishna consciousness movement. But then in third sentence, Srila Prabhupada brings us right to the point that this Krishna consciousness movement is meant for bhujbhuj jugal piriti for understanding the loving affairs of Radha and Krishna that is the purpose of the Krishna consciousness movement so sometimes people criticize oh, well why didn't Prabhupada teach the highest things and how the real bhakti you have to go in Vrindavan and, and just wear a short cloth and grow a beard and that's essential. So, but it's clear from this preface that right, Prabhupada is fully aware, it's, it's a highly foolish to think that Prabhupada wasn't aware of what, is the, what are the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami or that he somehow or other cheated us. No, he's giving it. He's telling us right here. But he's telling us also the process how to approach that. How, how are we going to do that? How, how can we best approach the platform of Gopi Prem? Suggestions? Well, you can distribute Sri Upadesh Amrita to the people in general. We may say, well, you know, going out among the public and meeting them and giving them books and doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to have much to do with Rupa Goswami and how they were living. But again, who is that one devotee who was asking about that, about Los Angeles airport distributing books? Would Rupa Goswami do that? Not directly, no. That, but that's not his service. He has, he has his service and we have our service. It's all the same mission. It's not a different mission. How Rupa Goswami served the Krishna consciousness movement and how we are to do so, there will be some difference. The principle is the same. But the result, if... if the principle is actually the same, then the result will be the same. And if it's not, then we may superficially try to do... Of course, we'll find that there are so many people with grubby, short, white cloths who go around in Vrindavan imitating Rupa Goswami. But they're not... Nidrahara vihara kadi vijita. They're not able to follow Rupa Goswami's diet which is every day or two a few chickpeas and a little buttermilk they're not able to follow that so there's no need to pretend but we, if we follow under the guidance of a realized acharya who himself is under the supervision of Rupa Goswami by the Parampara system, then the result will be the same.
Prabhupada was of course fully aware of all these things and he gave everything as if we if we just examine a little bit Prabhupada's preface to this nectar of instruction we'll find that everything is there and according to our eligibility the important word is there adhika we can uh, progress on the path given by Rupa Goswami Ado Shadha Tata Sadhu Sangha Atta Bhajana Kriya that means first of all some beginning faith then associating with devotees engaging in the activity Bhajana Kriya means to execute devotional service according to Shastric rules in the way that the Acharyas have given us, Rupa Goswami has given us. Under the supervision of Rupa Goswami means that we. another meaning of that is that we follow his instructions, particularly those given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. They are the those instructions given, these 64 angas or limbs of devotional service, they form the basis of our practical activities, in, of, of all our activities in Krishna consciousness. That These activities, if we follow them, that will help us to develop our Krishna consciousness. It's not necessary or even practical for us to try to live exactly as Rupa Goswami lived. But even if we're not living under a different tree every night and eating practically nothing, if we live in buildings and we follow the activities that are given by Rupa Goswami with the aim of following in his footsteps, Anusaran, then by the grace of Rupa Goswami Prabhupada, which comes down in the Parampara, then we can attain the same result. But how to get that? Srila Prabhupada in this, in this preface twice speaks about following strictly or seriously. At the end, once uh, Prabhupada ends the preface by saying, there are several, I mean, there are so many important statements here. To achieve, here's one. To achieve the highest success in life by becoming a Goswami and then a pure devotee of the Lord, one must follow the instructions known as Upadesh Amrita, which have been given by Srila Rupa Goswami. Srila Rupa Goswami has given many other books, such as Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Vidagda Madhav, and Lalita Madhav. But Upadesh Amrita constitutes the first instructions for neophyte devotees. One should follow these instructions very strictly. Then it will be easier to make one's life successful. So following strictly. Somehow or other due to Maya's Prakshepatmika Vritti, the word strict has become unpopular in Iskon. There's some kind of idea that you just relax and take it easy and become Krishna conscious. But it's, we don't find any such thing in Prabhupada's teachings. This year it's the Love and Peace and Compassion Festival Maybe I could suggest for next year we have the following strictly as the as the uh, motto for the festival. Because why should we follow strictly? Well, if you the point is that if you follow, you get the result. If you don't follow, you don't get the result. Sometimes I think it's very dangerous where people come to the holy places and they say, "Well, if you bathe in the Ganga, you get preem and." If you do this, you get preem. If you do that, you get preem. What about getting up in the morning, going to Mongolati, chanting 16 rounds carefully, 
These are all the basic activities. If you do all that, and then your bathing in the Ganga will help you. Otherwise, there are so many fish in the Ganga. They're not getting Krishna praying. There are so many... You, there's so many most of the boatmen are Muslims they, for them the Ganga is just a source of fish That's a, they don't consider the Ganga sacred they think Hindus are stupid for thinking the Ganga is sacred so one can get the benefit of, approach, of approaching the, of serving Ganga if one does so with full Reverence, which is expressed by, if if we if we think I'll get a cheap shortcut to Krishna bhakti, it's not really bhakti at all. That means we're not we don't actually want bhakti. If we think there's a short shortcut, means if I want sense gratification, I'll have sense gratification and have bhakti also. That means we don't want bhakti, then we won't get it. So, strictly, Prabhupada makes this point, strictly. Actually, there's no need for the word strictly, because following means strictly, but it's just to emphasize. So there are many more important instructions here. I'll try and summarize the rest of them tomorrow, at least some overview, if not underview. And now, if there are any questions on what is discussed today, I could take them. We don't have any... We have the extension mic, yeah, please. If you'd like to ask a question, yeah. A poor... No. Yeah. I was... Sitting here giving the Hindi Bhagavatam class. That's why I wasn't in the English class. I'm trying not to be a hypocrite by saying we should follow strictly and then not personally attending. I was in another class. Both things that Prabhupada wrote here to be very strict. He also, so many times you've heard, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy doesn't mean chant Hare Krishna and stuff yourself with ice cream. That's not what it means. It means be happy on the spiritual platform. He also told Bhavananda that your name is Bhavananda. I heard him say this years ago. That Bhavan, I heard Bhavananda say this. That he said, Prabhupada knew. I, I can try and imitate it. Prabhupada knew <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I like to enjoy the material world. So he gave me the name Bhavananda. <laughs> so he told me, he told me in Mayapur, he said, you take this place, you, de- you develop it and you enjoy it. I can't imitate his voice. It's unique. I'm giving you the spiritual world. Now enjoy it. Yeah, it's very interesting actually because a, a, a cornerstone of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's preaching, he was always making the point again and again and again, which Krishna himself makes, that Bhuktaram Yagya Tapasam, I am the enjoyer. And who is a demon? He is Ishvara Hamahambhogi, one who thinks, I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati was very much emphasized this. We are not the enjoyer. We are the enjoyed. We are to give enjoyment to Krishna. Because the upper sampradayas, they are all this Aubal, Karta, Bhajan, Nera, Dharavesha, Smarta, Jatko, Sai, Gora Nagari and so many of them. 
the, their root, the, what they have in common is that they pretend to be devotees, or they, they claim themselves to be devotees, but their motive is to enjoy, to, to take to enjoy the material world or maybe to enjoy the spiritual world to, to, and they even take Krishna as an object or an accomplice in their sense enjoyment. So he was very strongly against this. But Prabhupada, he went among the, in the hedonistic western world where everyone is dedicated to enjoyment and he said, chant Hare Krishna and be happy, enjoy on this platform. So yeah, be happy, enjoy. So it's not a contradiction actually. Because to when we hear the word enjoy, we think, oh great, sense gratification. But actual enjoyment means, just like we'll find, just like for instance, Bhakti Nautako, so many times in his songs that, Jaidina Grihe Bhajanadeki, Grihe Te Goloka Bhai, when, I, when I'm performing worship of Radha and Krishna in my home, I see my home is transformed into Golok Vrindavan. And he says that, Pratiti Bhashe Paramashuki, Shika, what is that? Anukul Paja, Bhakati Vinod Krishna Bhajane, Anukul Pajaha, Pratiti Bhashe Paramashuki, Shikara Koryetaha. He says that, Bhakti Nautako says whatever is favorable, whatever is conducive to serving Krishna, I perform these activities daily. That whole song is there. That Shuddha Bhakata Charana Reno Bhajana So he lists so many things which are conducive for developing devotional service. That seeing Tulsi, tasting the shark offered to Krishna, this Spinach, green leaves offered to Krishna, spinat, you know, I know the Russian word also, something like that. Or uh, worshipping the deities, hearing the sound of the Ridangapada Shunitemon Abhashar Shada Jache. Then joining in the Kirtan, these are all, so, then he said, all these activities I accept daily, Paramashuka, I become very happy by doing so. Then, uh, then uh, so many other songs. Sri Lanka, Bhakadivinoda. What is that? Jaya Jaya Radha Krishna Jugimap Jugale Milan. Arati Kuroi Lalita Di Shakigan. What's the last line of that? Prema Shukhe Bashi. Bhakadivinoda Prema Shukhe. I can't remember exactly, but the same. He says that. Bhakti Nautako says, seeing the arati of Radha and Krishna, he's floating in the premsuk, in the ocean of happiness. So yes, it's enjoyable. The, the nature of the Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, and the jiva as the pat and parcel of Krishna has the tendency to want to be happy, the tendency to be happy. But the happiness of the jiva is in serving Krishna. So we should seek... It's not that we are not that we're not trying to be happy. We are tr- we're trying to be well. We're not. Let's see how to word this. We sh- we don't try to be happy directly, but we try to be happy by making Krishna happy, acting in a way that Krishna will be happy, and then automatically we be we become happy. And there's not and there's nothing wrong to being. It's not that we're running strictly and we're not going to smile. But Krishna conscious means happiness. But that happiness is Bhaktivinod. The name Bhaktivinod means the Vinod means well pleasure, yeah, simply pleasure. So Bhaktivinod means the pleasure of one who takes pleasure in bhakti. That means again Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami he he describes there's a long section in Chaitanya Charitamrita, describing how all the devotees, even Nanda Maharaj, who's supposed to be superior to Krishna, and Radharani, all the devotees, they are in the mood of service to Krishna, 
and they enjoy serving Krishna. Bunje Shiva Shuk. So yes, it is happiness, but the ha- just like Again, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami describes this, which is very difficult in our conditioned state to understand, that Radharani, if by her own unhappiness she can give Krishna, if she can give Krishna pleasure, then she's willing to accept unlimited volumes of unhappiness just to give Krishna the slightest happiness. And by doing so, she gets more happiness than Krishna can imagine. So this is a mystery. How the devotees, all the leelas of the, the, the topmost leelas, they seem to be very unhappy. We hear about Radharani, she's almost dead because Krishna has left Vrindavan. The whole of Ram Leela, after, after Sita Devi is kidnapped, the, everything's, well, up to, up to the day he's supposed to be crowned, everything's happy, more or less. There are some some frightening bits and pieces, just like when Vishwamitra takes him away and Dasharath is not very happy, but more or less it's happy until Kaikei gets some wrong idea from Mantara and then Ram has to go to the forest. But in the forest he's also happy. Actually this this is very nice, he's very happy in the forest. But then after Sita is kidnapped, it all seems very sad. And then even when he gets her back, it doesn't... And you say, oh, okay, now everything's very nice. And then again, he rejects her. So it all seems very sad. But the devotees are hearing it again and again. And they're experiencing happiness by doing so. Because it is ananda chinmaya rasa pratibhavitabhihi. The, the, in material life, everything which seems enjoyable is simply a cause of suffering. The, the, in material life, there's lots of distress and even the so-called happiness is also distress. And in spiritual life, there's happiness and distress also, but the distress is bliss also. So enjoy, yes, but how enjoy? Prabhupada didn't say that that you, uh, you, 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 you make all facilities for sense gratification. No, he said that those who are living in the Dham, especially he stressed in Vrindavan, he said those who are living in Vrindavan, they should live like the six Goswamis, they should be exemplary. He said they should live very strictly. He wanted, he wanted devotees who, that the, the residents of Vrindavan will recognize that these devotees are actually following in the path of the six Goswamis. They should be very strict, austere, renounced. No sex in the dham for householders. No. Prabhupada said they should, they should. You can live in the dham, but you live as Goswamis. And Prabhupada knew that there's, there's, it's hopeless that if the Western devotees come to Vrindavan and try to preach to the people of Vrindavan, they're not, they're not going to listen to anything they say. But if they actually live like the Goswamis, then they'll respect that their preaching is their behavior. So they should enjoy living in the dham, but that means but enjoying by serving Krishna. Not sense enjoyment. The problem is whenever we hear the, the word enjoy, we immediately think about our own senses. But when we're Krishna conscious and we hear the word enjoy, we think how Krishna is happy. We have to relearn the meaning of every word. We have to understand when what's in scripture and what the acharyas are stating, how that is to be understood. If we understand it from the platform of our own material interpretation, we'll definitely misunderstand So chant, dance, and be happy. Just as you come in the entrance, there's the pizzeria. It's called happiness. I wonder what principle of Rupa Goswami that's preaching. I wonder. (laughs) 
I wonder if it goes against the whole principle of what we're supposed to be doing here. Because it appears to materialistic people that it's offering sense enjoyment. And it may be that our own devotees who are quite likely the target or potential customers, they also take it like that. So if that is so, then that would... Maybe one principle of preaching is to somehow to attract people to come. People are coming, so many people are coming to Mayapur now, they weren't coming previously. So there should be facilities for people to come. And that may also involve, uh, we don't expect everyone to come to live like a Goswami. So there may, there may be some facilities made for the, uh, even for the sense enjoyment of visitors. Because it's very difficult for them to live for a few seconds without any sense enjoyment. So some some allowance may be made for that. How far that should go, that is something that should be considered very seriously. We'll finish today. Time is up.